0: Hello everybody and welcome to your Tuesday episode of Max Sports. Today we're going to be going through some of the top headlines around the NFL because we have plenty of time until championship Sunday, so why why start pushing that first, you know. We got plenty of time. We'll slow a roll here. There're plenty of things happening around the NFL whether it's coaching hires, whether it's players moving from team to team, the future of certain teams after their playoff losses. Honestly, I'm very excited. I feel like we have plenty of stuff to talk about. Speaking of things to talk about, there's been a conspiracy theory about the NFL going around on social media, and it's talking about like, hey, the NFL's rigged, it's scripted, we know who's going to be in the Super Bowl every year. And if you haven't heard about this, it is that the color in the Super Bowl logo determines the teams that will be playing in it. Perfect example, three seasons ago rams and the Bengals played in the super bowl what were the colors of the logo for that super bowl orange and yellow well how convenient there's orange and yellow in both teams how about last year you have the eagles and the chiefs wait wasn't the logo green and and red wow and now this year two teams that still fit the color scheme have a chance to go to the super bowl i i honestly feel like it might be scripted at this point the San Francisco 49ers, and the Baltimore Ravens, purple and red. But here's the other thing that people forgot. The trophy in that logo is colored silver last I checked. And um, there's only one team left in the title, in the division title battles, that that it has silver in their uniform color, and that is none other than my Detroit Lions. So maybe we're the team that's supposed to be scripted in. Like those two are supposed to be battling, but we, we get the trophy. I don't, I don't know. I, I really I don't like the NFL scripted talk because then it would just kind of piss me off if my Lions actually finally won a Super Bowl in my life and then everyone's like, well, the script, the, the script won again. I mean, there, did the script really want a holding call in the, like the final two minutes of the Super Bowl last year? I don't think so. So it is football. I would be upset if it was scripted because I wouldn't watch it if it was WWE. So with that weird intro out of the way that went seven directions, let's get into some of the top headlines going around the NFL today. All right. When we start with headlines, there's one name that I really wanted to address when it comes to coaching hires, and that would be none other than coach Jim Harbaugh meeting with the Los Angeles Chargers again. Yes, Harbaugh, the coach that led, not the Ravens, but the Michigan Wolverines, other Harbaugh, uh, to the national championship title game and won just a couple months ago, is now on to his second interview with the Los Angeles Chargers. Harbaugh while he is a little goofy, has become one of the most successful coaches in both levels of football over the last decade and a half. Whether it was reaching a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers back in, I think, 2012, 2012, 2013, and then moving on to Michigan, where he was able to turn around a team where he, at one point, was looking like he was out the door and about to be fired and turned them into a perennial playoff contender and a national championship winner. This shows that he has been able to succeed at both levels of football, which is something that even the greats in football weren't able to accomplish. I haven't seen Bill Belichick succeed at the college ranks, and we all know that it didn't work well for Nick Saban with the Miami Dolphins. Now, I'm not saying he's better than them, but I'm saying he is a very desired coach. And I truly believe in his current age, he's already won everything that he could, In the game of college football, he was so close to winning that Super Bowl against the Ravens and against his brother over a decade ago. If he wants to have any shot of being able to do that again, now will be his best shot. He's 60 years old. Nowadays in the NFL, everyone wants the younger, brighter mind. And if Harbaugh's going to have any chance, he's going to need to find a win now team. A team with a quarterback in place. There's Justin Herbert. I think this would be a great fit for the Chargers because you have an experienced guy that has won in the NFL before. You have a guy that has proven that he can win at any level of football he's been able to coach at. And I think that this shows dedication to the offensive side of the ball as well. The side that is more important for a Chargers team that has a young star quarterback. And despite being an offensive mind, we, we saw what he was able to do with the San Francisco 49ers in his time. Harbaugh still is able to respect and address the defensive end as well. He's been able to put great coordinators and good minds on the defensive end to make sure that his teams are balanced on both sides. Whether it's talent acquisition or it's, it's coaching, he always makes sure that the team has a good defense, even though it's not his speciality. So I do like this fit with Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers, it seems more likely with every visit they meet with each other. I mean, we've seen other coaches already have multiple visits. We've seen Bill Belichick have his second visit now with the Atlanta Falcons. I would say we've seen Harbaugh flirt with the NFL three seasons now. It was rumored that he was pretty much a lock for the Minnesota job, except he botched the interview and they kind of got tired of him and sent him packing. It sounded like, though, he really wanted to be the Minnesota Vikings head coach. And so he's been flirting with the NFL for three seasons now. Now he's finally accomplished everything he's wanted to do at the college ranks. He won a national championship for his former school, and now he has a chance to go to the NFL. The big question with Jim Harbaugh, though, is what kind of offer could each party give him? And unfortunately, we have to talk about it the scandals the the accusations of cheating and tampering there could be a lot of punishments given out by the ncaa to the university of michigan or jim harbaugh should he remain there maybe there's a reason that jim harbaugh wants to go to the nfl because he might be afraid that he has to sit out more games or potentially could get fired if there are any issues that come out with the ncaa's investigation around sign stealing now again I'm not, I'm not the NCAA. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm really here to just tell you what could happen. Harbaugh came out to the university of Michigan and said, if he goes and stays there, he would want to make sure he gets immunity from any penalties that the NCAA could put down on him. So they couldn't fire him. That's not a great sign when it comes to it. I, I do think he wouldn't mind staying at either position, either going to the chargers or staying at Michigan, but it may come down to what could give him more money and the most security. And I do believe that it will be the NFL in the long run. When it comes to another kind of top headline going around the NFL right now, my Detroit Lions actually went out and made a signing yesterday. Former three-time Pro Bowler Zach Ertz, the former tight end of the Philadelphia Eagles, has signed a contract with the Lions. I think that this is a huge, huge signing, and it is very crucial to this team. This addition comes after the Lions' backup tight end, Brock Wright, got an injury in the uh, divisional round last week versus Tampa Bay. Their starting star tight end, Sam Laporta, who's been one of the best tight ends in all of football as a rookie this year. He's technically the only healthy tight end on the roster, and he's still dealing with the results of a bone bruise just three weeks ago. So they needed to find someone when it comes to depth at the tight end position. And Zach Ertz is a very solid guy when it comes to that position. Ertz has won a Super Bowl before with the Philadelphia Eagles back in, I believe, 2018, 2017, 2018. It's been a while. He's obviously not a young you know buck anymore he's not going to be what his pro bowl numbers were giving off once upon a time however for the price you're getting a very experienced guy that will be able to do everything you need in a backup role behind sam laporta at worst case he's just a body but i will say for the first time in my life the lions are the team that is finally getting like the crazy good veteran player that is just been sitting there all off season. Like Zach Ertz has been out of football for several weeks now, just because he was a a cap casualty by the the Cardinals. And it felt like my entire life, like whether it was a random trade, whether it was a random signing, no matter what the case was, there were so many times where it felt like I, I would see some guy join another team. And I'd be like, why didn't my lions do that? Finally, we get a guy, especially in a time where we need a tight end, I'm very happy for that. Interesting thing coming out of the Cleveland Browns sports area, I guess. I don't know. I I completely lost my train of thought there. The Browns general manager expects Nick Chubb back. And wants Joe Flacco as well. Now, for those who don't remember, Joe Flacco was the quarterback that led them to this amazing run. Something that we we had never seen before, probably since Nick Foles, when it came to a quarterback that became a backup and just took off. Honestly, I think what Flacco was able to do in six weeks was more impressive, in my opinion. No, they didn't win a Super Bowl, but honestly, when you saw Deshaun Watson go down, you saw Nick Chubb go down, you saw all of these injuries that happened to this Cleveland Browns team this year. The fact that they even made it to the playoffs and were favored in the game they were playing in it, it shows enough of what Joe Flacco was able to do. As soon as Deshaun Watson was hurt and guys were just dropping everywhere on this roster, I remember saying it. The Browns were around 7-5 and five at one point, and I thought, yeah, this team's not cutting it. I feel like, yes, they do have a lead on their wildcard spot. But I also feel like it's going to start slipping away. With these backup quarterbacks, they're not going to be able to win enough games. And unfortunately, I feel like they're wasting a defense here. Well, you know what? I was wrong. Joe Flacco comes in, and the Browns keep their fifth spot in the wild card the entire time. They were one of the last teams to have a chance at a number one seed. Now, while I didn't get it, they were a very, very experienced team, despite all of the injury problems. And they they had a very good chance of going far in the postseason. Unfortunately, the injuries caught up and Joe Flacco had a bad game, but the ability that he was able to bring to this team, the energy he was able to bring back to this team after everything that happened to it is valuable. As for Nick Chubb, this is a guy who's rushed for over 6,500 yards over six seasons with this team. He is not guaranteed though, with any money left on his extension after, um, uh, after 2024 so after this year that means that you're gonna have to bring back a guy that has just dealt with a very gruesome injury and um, this is a guy that has had multiple mcl acl pcl lcl everything He has had a lot of leg injuries in his career now and looking at nick chubb he's not really a young buck anymore if we're being honest here Nick Chubb right now is 28 years old, and remember, sometimes running backs, when they hit that 30-year-old mark, that's when it starts to fade. They don't have the burst they once had. They don't have the speed they once had. Now, Chubb isn't there yet, but with all of the injuries, going back to college, there is some concern for me. I would like to see Nick Chubb come back, and I hope that he comes back and he's just as healthy as he was when he before the injury. He is one of the most dynamic running backs in the NFL. He's one of the most enjoyable players to watch. A fast, bruiser running back. He can do it all. And I would like to see him be able to return to the form that he was last year. Um, I think that these are two key signings that you would like to see Cleveland be able to bring back this year. Joe Flacco hinted that he wanted to retire, though, after this season. He is 39. I mean, maybe after the run it's over. He'll He's fine settling with what he got but honestly i believe joe flacco looked like he was the best quarterback on this cleveland browns roster this year and that was before deshaun watson got hurt so if you're a browns fan i would love to know i know we got a couple people that listen to the show that are browns fans but what is your thought on this do you want to see nick chubb come back do you want to see joe flacco Uh, Personally, for me, I think both would be key additions to the team to make sure they stay back. Well, not additions, but retains. Make sure they come back to the team. Um, I think it's crucial if they are going to want to keep the core, keep the energy that fueled them all the way to a playoff game last year. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills now in our final segment today. The Bills and Josh Allen, it's a really weird situation with Buffalo right now. So they are... 3-0 3-0 and against the Chiefs in the regular season, but unfortunately they're now 0-4 against the Chiefs in the playoffs. Everyone is blaming Josh Allen for this. Josh Allen can't win. Josh Allen can't win. Okay. At the end of the day, it's a team game. Josh Allen has shown a lot of talent over his last couple of years, especially being pretty much an MVP candidate over the last four years of NFL football. A lot of criticism has been put on Allen specifically for the ending of the Bills game and the kicker too. Uh, Either way, it's a team game and they lost. My big takeaways from that game against Kansas City was that the Bills defense was completely shot. They were missing a player at every single line of the defense on the line from the linebackers and from the secondary. They were missing arguably their best player on top of it. They weren't able to get a single stop in that game. We're ripping on Josh Allen when the Chiefs, I mean, outside of halftime, going into the second half of the game, they scored on every drive. How is that? How is that Josh Allen's fault? Do you want him playing defense too? I don't think Josh Allen was the guy that called the DeMar Hamlin fake punt. I promise you, you didn't need to do that, Sean McVay. He's probably going to, or not Sean McVay, Sean McDermott he's going to win a comeback player of the year anyway. You didn't need to make him a hero. And I'll be honest, on the 30-yard line, that was the dumbest decision you could have made. If you really want to go for it on fourth and five, put it in the hands of your dynamic mobile quarterback that can run for five yards and then fall forward for six more yards. But again, it's Josh Allen's fault. This is why it can be so toxic sometimes when it comes to sports talk. People blame one person on the team. How about Stephon Diggs? What did he do during this entire playoff run? Where's Gabe Davis? He's hurt. Dawson Knox gets hurt. Everyone was getting hurt on this Bills team. If there's one thing that the Bills desperately need to change, it's whatever curse they created where their players just get gruesomely injured at the worst times. Tredavious White, torn ACL again. Von Miller getting hurt. Then he has off-field issues. Matt Milano, probably their best defensive player, season-ending injury. That was their defense on the offense. Gabe Davis is out. They needed Gabe Davis there. They completely reverted. They were a an amazing air raid team last time. Last time we saw them on Sunday, they were a running team with no passing attack. Stephon Diggs dropped some of the worst passes I've seen. Like it, it hit him in the hands, and it, he just they were. It was a terrible drop. It was unacceptable. You're the number one receiver on this team. I don't know what's going on with Diggs, but I don't know if his time in there is going to be cut short, but I I feel like this is a team that that should be getting to the the end. Like, this should be their year. At 6-6, and the amount of adversity they had to come from behind in order to get in this situation and win is insane. And yet... Here they are again, losing to the team that always has their number. So the problem with it is that this is the core that they are stuck with due to their contract obligations. Von Miller and Stefan Diggs, two guys that I personally wouldn't want to commit to, they're going to cost you a ton of your cap hit. Diggs is set to account for $27.9 million of a cap hit This was a guy that was averaging only 41 receiving yards and zero touchdowns through his final seven games how about von miller your guy that spent more time um, dealing with an acl issue and off-field issues for alleged assault that's your 23.9 million dollar cap hit as well on top of it you have a ton of free agents micah hyde gabe davis tredavious white with injuries. Matt Milano coming back from a leg injury. These are all guys who are set to be top cap hits when it comes to roster spots on this team. This is going to be an expensive offseason for the Bills and they are going to need to find some gems in this up and coming draft because they're losing a lot of key pieces now and a lot of the pieces of their team I wouldn't necessarily want to commit to for the long run. What do you think about the Bills? Because personally for me, I thought that they were going to start regressing a little bit this year. It's been the same roster for three, four seasons now, and they haven't been able to get over the hump. If it wasn't this year, I don't think they're better than Kansas City next year. I don't think they're better than Baltimore. I don't think they're better than – honestly, I don't think they're better than a lot of teams in the AFC right now. I think Houston next year will be better than them. And so with this core, you have a quarterback in his prime at 27 years old, you have all of these pieces, they got to hit something in the draft because it's starting to get to the point where they're getting old and expensive. And that's not going to work, especially when it never did when they were younger. This is where I think we're going to wrap up the episode today with Football Talk. Tomorrow is Wednesday. I'm not sure what we're going to be talking about here. I am having a bit of a problem when it comes to content right now. With fewer games to talk about, I really don't want to do power rankings because there's only four teams. Um, so until we get to our pick segments, I really haven't had the same amount of content that I would like to be talking about, but I'm going to keep trying to find stuff for you guys. Again, I wouldn't make an episode if I didn't think there was something to talk about. I'm really excited to see what happens with Harbaugh and the Chargers. I do think that the bills off season will be one of the more interesting ones. And again, we have coaches bouncing around all across the league. I can't wait to see how the coaching carousel ends for a lot of teams. We'll wrap up our episode here today. I will see you all tomorrow, folks. Take care and adios.